It's actually, it's colder in here than I imagined it would be in hell. Yeah, I thought that the whole Dante's Inferno, oh, hell's cold stuff was uh, bullshit, but dude actually has some points. It is fucking freezing in here. Yeah, it's weird. But you know what is different than I imagined as well is um, not, not a lot of just straight up suffering. Like, everyone here seems pretty chill. It seems like we're all just doing our time, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a unification in unpleasantness is what it is, I feel like. I feel like everyone here is just like, maybe they have, like, indigestion uh, just constantly. Yes. Like, everyone is slightly peeved. Yeah. But no one is hostile, I'll say, except for the, the overlords for there, you know. Well, overlords are going to overlord. That's, the, that's their whole, that's their whole shtick. You know, that's, you know, here comes the new overlord, same as the old overlord. But the worst part, like the absolute worst part is uh, no internet access. So I, I have not looked at Twitter in so long. It feels like so long. Like it's, I'm pretty sure that the same people who do the internet here are the ones that do it for like China. Cause I'm not getting anything except for a big web page that says ain't hell great. Oh, it's not. It's not, but it, the web page says it is. What am I gonna say? That's the only website I can go. I type in Google, ain't hell great. <laughs> I type yeah. in eBay, ain't hell great. I gave up a long time I ago. I type in Hentai Haven, ain't porn great. <laughs> oh god, I miss porn so much. Oh, the the pineapples just don't do it. No. For me. No, they don't. They don't like I thought that the the spines would kinda like kind of like you know how there are those condoms that have like the ribs. No, like ribs for her pro- for her pleasure. Yeah, that's I the first kind of condom I ever got. That's the only kind of condoms I get because I'm considerate. I never got to use mine. They expired before <laughs> I got to use it's them. Uh, unfortunately, what, what asshole is getting other kinds of condoms? I mean, they're condoms that... All right, so a little, little uh, uh, insight into my life. Like, I don't know why I have to preface that. Like, I haven't said the most vile shit on this <laughs> podcast before. But uh, uh, I hate condoms so much. Like, I, I feel nothing with them on. But they make condoms that are better for that. Not yeah. the best, but <laughs> better. I'll like, say like so. Sometimes I'll place. get those. Like... I love condom. I love the security of condoms. Oh yeah, no, like I'm not going raw. Putting on, put on a condom is like putting on a nice warm blanket and then just, just you know. Fucking. No, it's not. But I mean, I see where you're going with it. Like mentally, yeah, yes. a metaphorical blanket. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like a blanket at all. I hate it. Well, Espe- you're especially not getting the blanket fuzzy condoms. No, oh, they <laughs> no, they got those now. They're usually sold out. Dude, yeah, you gotta go to the G spot. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to do that when we figure out how to get the fuck out of here. But we'll we'll put music. Yeah, there's gonna be over that. There's gonna be hell music over everything. That's that's the other big thing about hell: constant music. Uh, but um, you know, it's the kind of music that you got to learn to like. Yeah, like I've heard "Putting on the Ritz" by Taco uh, about seven times today. Just today, I that I I have to purge it out of my mind every day. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Twitter Sitters. Welcome to 
Welcome to hell. Welcome to Twitter series. Yeah, Welcome to Twitter series in hell. We're going to do the best we can with the limited internet connection we got. Yeah, we've been informed by our mighty overlord, Mr. Audible, that maybe our show wasn't uh, appealing enough to advertisers. Yeah, um, I when we first started our show, I didn't give a fuck about any of that, but apparently I'm not the only one. We have to please here. Yeah, I know neither of us gave... Our our whole concept was we don't want your money. Yeah. Uh, does not match with Mr. Audible's ideals. No, nah, he's a... Uh, let me watch my mouth. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get out of here. Mr. Audible's going to watch that mouth. So I guess that means we got to try something new. Yeah. Mr. Audible sat us down and after a thorough flogging of our anuses, gave us the insight to maybe hop on some trends maybe uh maybe get on some bandwagons and ride that bitch all the way to san denis you know as much as it uh it pains me to do that i guess i would rather do that than be here for all of eternity so let's just yeah let's let's satiate mr audible and see where that if that gains us any favor i mean sometimes you do some things that you don't want to do um to be safe sometimes you suck a dick to not get shot a lot of things happen what a lot of people do a lot of things we're not we can't be ashamed now maybe we can learn to like it (laughs) i don't know did we did we ask for it i'm trying to be optimistic man i don't know it's hard being victims i'm not used to being a victim Oh God! Uh, I've been a victim my whole life. I even got to the point before all this happened that I decided I wasn't going to be a victim anymore. And lo and behold, yep, and here I am, back here, taken into the depths of a nightmare. Speaking of depths of nightmare, Ryan, we have some live shows coming up within the bounds of hell. Oh yeah. Um, well, well, first we got to figure out how to get out of here before December fourteenth, which is, is oh yeah, we got a deadline on that. One. Yeah, that's our live show uh, outside of hell. Yeah, it's actually going to be in um. Well, I mean, it depends on how you feel about the establishment. It, it does. And <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's at Alchemy Tavern, December fourteenth. Uh, yeah, still don't exactly have that episode line like fleshed all the way out. Well, we're not even out of hell. Like no, we like gotta, we have a lot to figure out. Yeah, we have a we have a lot to figure out, a lot of a lot to learn, and uh, a bunch of pineapples we got to go through. Yeah, um, I don't know, but maybe maybe our our live shows heading up to that will help us, you know, flesh that whole thing out. Maybe, maybe we are going to be uh, at the uh, second uh, uh, second circle in the circus of ants doing a uh, show there for uh, all the. Uh, all of our fellow peons in the uh, under the heel of our mighty lord. Um, what else do we got going on down here? Uh, about a week later, we're going to be on the uh, level above that, Ooh. the third level. Um, that's where all the um, like what do you call them? Dictators, world yeah. leader, power hungry people. We're going to be performing for them because um, you know they don't. They just want a little taste of what they used to have in the real world, that's or right. if that's what you want. I, this is more real now than that was, but uh, you know. It's good to have a little taste of home. So, uh, you know, Hitler, Mussolini, all the all the yeah. superstars are going to be there. All, all the uh, all-stars. Yeah, you know, Saddam, the Ooh, newcomer. That's a you good know, one. he's fucking, down there. Fucking rookie of the year. Uh, uh, we're going to be doing a show with special guest, Tupac. Ooh. He's going to be there. 
I actually uh, didn't know he was here. When when did we secure that one? Uh, he got here about two years ago, actually. Okay. Yeah, he just died two years ago. Yeah, I heard that. Kidney failure. Can you believe it? Yeah, the real real gangsters don't die. Yeah, it wasn't, but, wasn't but, the bullets. It was assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the real enemy of the black youth. Assault. <laughs> Who'd have guessed? I, <laughs> Um, but yeah, we have some, we have those live shows to get our chops up. We're really sharpen our teeth down here in hell. We're ready to devour, um, any living creature because we're very hungry. I thought that was going to be a, a, a reference to a rap line. Oh. <laughs> I think it is like any, who said that? Something about any living creature. Oh, that was 50 cent. Oh, okay. uh, any living creature can't exist with the kid must oh, cease existing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We have to rip and tear and bite our way out of hell. We're going to be at Alchemy Tavern on December 14th. Mark it on your calendar. Do you think we're going to get to perform uh, a live show for, uh, Takashi 69 anytime soon? <laughs> it depends on how soon he commits suicide, to be honest. Yeah. I heard he was in like, uh, like, a violent prison or like one of the most brutal prisons. I, w- I will say this. I heard that he was charged with racketeering and that does not just get thrown around. Oh no. What? Like, do you know any more details about that? Like does word travel fast down here? I think someone got shot and like he was, he was involved. Apparently there was like a scam with like a tour being canceled to extort money. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it, it seemed like a whole fucking thing. That's a Ja Rule Firefest level oh offense. Oh, God. Well I, wonder, well, I wonder what happened to those dudes. I was just listening to a podcast. It's a very good podcast. It's an independent podcast called Swindled, Ooh. Uh, which is all about con men and white collar crimes. They did a whole episode of Firefest. Ja Rule got off Scott clean. Yeah, he got off Scott free. Wow. Uh, the dude who promoted it uh, and put it together got like six years in prison. <sighs> After Wait. putting together another fraudulent attempt to swindle people out of their money. You know, I'm not... Listen to Swindled. It's good. I'm not so... I will, actually. I need some more podcasts to listen to. I'm kind of stale on the ones I've had before. But, um, you know, I actually... I'm not so mad at that because, of course, it was a, it was a bad crime and all that. No one should ever do that. But just the victims and the scene in general, like the, the comedy in it, should I feel like if I was a judge, I would be more lenient. Like you know what, you were wrong, but that shit was funny. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you six. I think that's the first thing they beat out of you at judge school. It's yeah, <laughs> like nothing is ever funny. Yeah, no. The, the only thing that that's funny is the electric chair, and that's 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 a hilarious. God damn it! Uh speaking of electric chair, a lot of those cats running around here. We got a few uh, outside our windows banging about, but. I think that they're just trying to get a peek at you, Ryan. I think Ooh. they're trying to see what you're wearing. Well, uh, what I'm, well, you know, um, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is, uh, coming, coming around the mountain. <laughs> so, uh, usually Thanksgiving is a time where I would go and see my family right. and, you know, there's a lot of hugging and a lot of, you know, Ryan, what you've been up to? Are you really still doing that? Ryan, and, you what know, you wearing? Yeah, Ryan, what you're wearing? <laughs> Uh, and you know, I don't like to be, people that know me pretty well know that I'm, I'm not big on being touched. Yeah. So what I have on right now is, a a bear suit 
which is not a, a costume of a bear. Right. It's a, it's a suit that you wear when you're going to interact with bears, <laughs> which is basically just a full body suit, head to toe spikes. Okay. Just so you know, Sp- spiked for the bear's pleasure. Well, th- th- just the opposite. <laughs> like you want to interact with the bear, but you don't want the bear getting too friendly. Right. Just like at Thanksgiving, it's like I'll say hi, I'll do my pleasantries, we'll have a meal. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> so, Simple. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's a very basic, uh, very basic rule, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we already discussed this in the uh, episode, but I've been seeing a lot of uh, awareness come up about it uh, around the ways. And uh, you know how when you're a little kid and oh, your parents will yeah. like run into someone they know? Yeah, go and give... Your Uncle Ronnie a hug. Yeah, your un- Uncle Ronnie who you don't recognize or never seen before, but you know, he know you since you was this big. Yeah. But, so The only time that you've seen Uncle Ronnie is when he's drunk. Yeah. And you're forced to give or to receive a hug from Uncle Ronnie and you're yeah. uh, very uncomfortable. I swear if I ever have a kid, we're not doing that. Yeah. Because that shit fucked me. That's I the reason I am the way I am right now. I don't make my daughter do it. Awesome. You're Why a great the fuck dad. Would I? It, uh, anyway, Dude. don't don't hug people you don't want to hug. Don't force other people to hug people that you that they don't want to hug. I mean, unless you're trying to get these bear spikes, which I mean, in that case, come with it. Get them. Get the Twitter series bear spike baby suit for for your babies. Ooh, new sponsor. Get them. Let's go. Ooh, Bill. Uh, so you know it's smoky in here, right? You know, I don't, I don't, not really sure where the smoke is coming from as I don't feel much heat, but uh. It's kind of hard for me to see you from where I am. So if you could help me out and tell me what you're wearing. Yeah. Uh, you are right that Thanksgiving is coming around the corner <laughs> when she comes. She identifies as, uh, as a she. Yes. Um, typically for Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for not being in hell. But this year for Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for my skin because I'm missing a lot of it and every inch of it counts now. Yeah, uh, it was it was a brutal journey down here. I have a lot of exposed muscle, um, pending on infection. Uh, I part of the reason why you're you're, you're not really seeing me is because I'm doing kind of a gentle sway, trying to um, keep the intestines from spilling out of my open abdominal. That is absolutely disgusting. It is. It's kind of turned into a cool dance, though. Oh, uh, we may be able to capitalize on this once i get the appropriate skin grafts done well i was going i was going to be excited about that but usually what happens in that case is Fortnite will show up and just steal your shit and they're going to start calling it the Fortnite dance yeah it's tough that that happened all those rappers shots fired fucking victory royale oh my god i used to play Fortnite too (laughs) this was like three weeks ago that you played Fortnite. i know (laughs) I've, I don't know. I've been playing Destiny 2 again. Oh, yeah? Before I got sent to hell. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I got sent to hell is because I was doing bad at Destiny 2. Oh, uh, well, I mean, nope, it, but, it happens, you yeah. know. Everyone can't be the 360 no-scope king. No, yeah. Not, I mean, maybe maybe back in back in my days. Maybe if, maybe if I had an Adderall prescription, I would be. Yeah. yeah it, mm, I used... I used to watch a lot of, uh, you know, fighting game coverage and yeah. shit, shoutcasters and all that. And uh, they would always talk about how it's always the younger kids who have the best reaction times. And <laughs> it's always, you know, like you, you're going to age out uh, yeah. eventually. And I never got that. Because your reflexes and all that shit. But I, Is I, that true? 
I would have thought the older you get, the more seasoned and it's. I think that's why a lot of older players, at least in like League of Legends and Dota and stuff, they typically move into coaching positions. Oh, okay. uh, to put the yeah the, the knowledge and everything used. But the shit about reaction time, uh, from what I read, is bullshit. Because uh, especially with the fighting game, I mean, there are a ton of older yeah FGC you got players. Alex Valle still still tearing it up. Yeah, I, I mean he's more he does the. The casting and but the, I don't know what else. There's st- still people who were like tearing up in the early 2000s and stuff who were still going. Yeah. So. I don't know. Fuck the kids. That's what I say. Oh my God. We can. Mm, I don't want to get into that in the episode because it's going in my stand up and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not double dipping like that. But fuck the kids. <laughs> I swear to God if kids fuck. Anyway. This podcast is explicit and not for children. I swear to God, if you're if you're a child, you turn it off, bitch. If you're a child, you turn it off. You better get a brick in your teeth. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm I in hell. To... I'm in hell, motherfucker. Oh, you got a lot of anger. Got a lot of fire. Because we're making Mr. Audible is making us explore this bullshit topic. Can't even hear us right now. I think he's too busy in in his in his in his dark mansion up in up in his his ebony tower. Looking down on us with his salty tentacles draping over the ledge, ready to whatever. strike. We'll just present him with the final product or whatever we got to do. The final product, of course, in this case, is Twitter sitters in hell, true crime. Yes. Truth uh, and crime. You know what is weird is that it's like one of those things that I enjoy if I'm not being forced into it. Like, I'm usually a, a, a fan. Fuck. <laughs> this wrong guy, you dude. Sorry. I, uh, I went to, I went to say a thing and spit came <laughs> fumbling out of my mouth. But, uh, I'm usually a fan of true crime. Like, as most people know, I love forensic files. Like, the first podcast I ever listened to was Serial, which is amazing. But it's always been like, whenever I want to, yeah. I can go into it. I've never been like, I'm going to send you to hell and you're going to do a true crime <laughs> podcast and it's going to be good. Yeah. Cause we got to get, we, we, we got to get the sponsorships. We got to get the money. But like I said, maybe we can learn to like it. Maybe I say, I don't even like true crime. That's for, for the most part. I don't like it. Like people, people have been murdering people a long time. I don't think I need to hear about it. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I need to stop smacking. I keep seeing it <laughs> on the, on the capture there. I don't know why I started doing that's, that. That's the real thing that got you in hell. Yeah. He's like, you're going to learn. You're going to get those lips under control. And you're right. Thanksgiving, just a little bit away. This episode's actually dropping on Black Friday. And there are a lot of... I did of, it again. <laughs> Shit. But anyway, go ahead. There's a lot of savings going on on Black Friday. A lot of... A lot of <laughs> the best way to save, though, Ryan, is to steal... Oh, the five-finger discount. The five-finger discount on a Black Friday. What better way? Amidst the chaos, amidst the hordes of people all going for TVs and PlayStations, you might just swipe a nice little pair of Fox socks. This is actually one of the one of the few crimes that I've never actually participated in. Like I've never I've never stolen anything. Like I've bought illegal things. I've <laughs> assaulted people. Uh, <laughs> I've threatened murder before, which I'm sure is a punishable crime. Who hasn't done that. Uh, what else have I done? It, you know, just minor things. But I've never stolen. 
I, I never felt the rush. I have stolen. It is quite a rush. I don't do it anymore. There's no reason to do it anymore. But how Mostly because I'm not a youthful offender anymore. But can you put yourself in the shoes of, of, of a thief? I was in those shoes. All right. And I wore them and I strutted. And maybe I strut just a little bit too close to the sun. Yeah. Just like who we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, who are we talking about today? This person, this is David McWilliams, all the way from Madison County, Wisconsin. Never been there. Never been there. Never want to go, to be be perfectly honest. Interested in hearing a tale from Wisconsin. Ryan, what would you do if you felt alone in your town? And if you felt like no one would really hire you. And if they would hire you, they gave you a a pittance of pay, which they took back from you each month. What would you do whenever what you care about and what you want to pursue in life is looked down upon and chastised and made you a pariah of your own home? I would be a goth kid. David McWilliams was a goth kid. I knew it. I could have... The only goth kid in all of Madison... All right. He was a good student at his school. He was the only person in the drama club. He started the drama club and strictly did one boy shows. Yeah, I was going to say, what did he do? (laughs) One man shows? (laughs) One boy, one show. That's all it took for him to get beat up to the point where homeschool was the only option. Oh, God, that's even worse. That's right. His dad worked long and hard in Canadian mines. Going to to get free health care, to mine that free health care. Wait, so they lived in Wisconsin. Yes. But his dad worked in Canada? Yes. That's a hardworking man. He was not home very often. And whenever he was, it was quiet time in the McWilliams house. Oh, it was. He, you don't not be- only was he having a bad time in school, now he's having a bad time at home. Because I actually know what that's like. Yeah. Like having to go home and not really know what you're going to find exactly. when you open the door. Whenever daddy's home, there's not a sound in the McWilliams house. So maybe you can put yourself in David McWilliams shoes. Oh yeah. The only thing, well, I guess we're going to get to it. The only thing that I don't relate to, but so far everything that you're describing, I can relate to. I mean, I was a band kid. I wasn't the only band kid, but I was a band kid. I was on the bottom rung yeah. of high school society, you know, uh, didn't had kind of like a like a shaky home life around that time so i can kind of put myself in his shoes to give you an example of what kind of kid david mcwilliams was he was also a band kid he played the theremin the theremin the theremin that's the i don't know what that is I don't like. It sounds like something you take when you have the flu. Honestly, I have no idea. Well, you see, uh, theremin. Uh, that's this is David McWilliams' mother, Melissa McWilliams. Oh, we actually have audio from her. Yeah, we do. We uh, uh, were able to get uh, the audio sent straight to hell from Madison. It's 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 almost next door. Yeah, postage is is an arm and a leg, literally. A <laughs> hey, uh, theremin. You see, that's uh, that's this little metal rod that you. I don't like to talk about it, but because it, it looks like he's casting, like he's like he's casting spells, you know. See, a theremin is not a instrument used to cast spells. It is actually just playing with electromagnetic waves. I think so. I'm not a scientist. What is this kid up to? This kid is up to one thing, and one thing only: 
theft. Oh, he's the thief. He is the thief. What do you think happened on October 9th, 2013? Um, well... In the foggy Wisconsin morning. See, I was assuming the way the uh, story was being set up, I was assuming that something would be stolen from him or like there would be a, a, a third party thief. But now that I see he's got the 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 thieving bone in his body, yeah. what what would I steal? He has the Troubadour's albatross upon him. He has fire in his heart that can't be quenched because while he works at the store that he stole from, he doesn't make wages that he needs to. And the wages that he does make are gone within just a few moments. Hmm. Well, okay, so based on how you've described his life so far, I would have a lot of animosity towards the people that I see on a daily basis. Maybe not so much my my family. Right. Maybe there's some some iffiness there with the dad, but I would definitely want to to steal something that would hurt the the community or the peers around him in a way. So Maybe like the school mascot costume or something, <laughs> or like I don't know, some something that's really gonna hurt the community. I think that the only person who David McWilliams was looking to hurt was Sean Sanderson, Magic the Gathering Tri-State Champion. Whoa. Okay, so now we're stepping into a world I know a lot about. Yeah. See, David McWilliams, prominent Magic the Gathering player. But only one place to buy Magic the Gathering cards because he asked them to carry the Magic the Gathering cards. And can you buy Magic the Gathering cards when you have no money? Oh, no. So what do you do, Ryan? What do you do when you need ammunition to take down your enemy? Well, need is a strong word, but I mean... He needs to beat Mr. Sanderson, the boy wizard. That's what they call him. That's what they call (laughs) him. That's what they said in the newspaper. Boy Wizard amazes again in Magic the <laughs> Gathering tournament. Uh, I would steal him. That is exactly what Dave McWilliams did. He stole them. So let me get this straight. He stole from the place that employs him yes. in order to beat this other guy. Well, or, or was it more... Cause, all right, so... I under I, I sort of understand his right. logic here. He needs the best cards. Right. He needs booster packs. He needs He's gotta have them. Yeah, he he needs his his starter decks so he can get those 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 foil cards. But I was expecting something that cause like you said before, no one in the in the no one in this community cares about magic. Like that's not gonna hurt them. That's right. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not him. But let's let's see what happens. Keep in mind, people are going to get hurt in this. Well, I I mean, the community may get hurt over this. I can't wait to find out how. You see, he was always talking about. We have Melissa back again. He was always talking about needing a uh, a uh, dark magician to uh, take on the boy wizard. I know the boy wizard's mother. He's. Uh, very nice. I like him. I don't know why he needed to commit to satanry to uh, take him on, but uh, he always needed that dark magician. 
All right, so let's stop the recording right there. Yeah. I have something to say. Yes. This this is a very sweet lady. The Dark Magician is not a magic card. Dark Magician Fuck! is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> but I, I, her heart is in the right place. I see she probably means like a Black Lotus or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> and I told you I know this world. Oh, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a very sweet. I see uh, her heart's in the right place. All right, well, you kick in and be like, "It's not a dark magician." It's <laughs> like she's wrong. <laughs> no, she is wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, but like you kick and be like, "Actually, he couldn't get a dark magician." Oh, like, but off is like she doesn't know what she's talking because she doesn't know what she's talking about. No, she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's not a dark magician. It's not a dark magician. No. Maybe he meant like Black Lotus. Well, wait, what, what is a dark magician? All right, so <laughs> Ryan's uh, trading card corner here. Uh, <laughs> the dark magician is a popular card in the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game series. Oh, okay. Which is not Magic the Gathering. Which they don't take kindly to crossplay. No. You cannot just plop down a Charizard in your Magic the Gathering game. No, you are going to get disqualified. <laughs> the boy but, wizard will have your head. Yeah, um... I do remember uh, when I was playing Magic, like the group of people I played Magic with, we got so advanced with our cards and our like deck building and all that, that we had to stop playing because the games would never end. Yeah. And I had, uh, I still actually still have it. I have a, a merfolk themed deck where basically mer- mermaids and people and all that. But anyway, it was like. I had a card that could summon, or a bunch of cards that could summon a bunch of, like, one attack, one defense merfolk creatures, yeah. and I could just stack them. And then I had cards that could work off that. Like, if you you would have certain bonuses based on how many merfolk you had out. Yeah. And then there was this one card that would give you turns for sacrificing all the mer like. Like, you could sacrifice one of your merfolk to get an extra turn, and I could just loop that, and it would be the most bullshit <laughs> shit ever. So we were like, look, we gotta, we gotta stop. This See, is dumb. All of my matches gathering decks were just, uh, blue decks just based around frustrating people. That's the only thing I wanted to accomplish in Magic Gathering. Dude, you ever, do you ever play against Steven's, uh, Eldrazi deck? I don't think so, no. Alright, so, Steven, if you're listening, fuck that deck all day. Fuck it. I, I hope I never see it again. Jesus. Yeah, like, I never beat it. Well, <laughs> even even with the power of the Merfolk, I could never beat the Eldrazi deck. Well, maybe you need to get yourself a Dark Magician, Ryan. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> this bitch lady doesn't know what she's talking about. See, I'm more of a Dark Magician girl Ooh. fan. But, you know, now to each their own. David McWilliams strolled out of that store on, Oct- on October 9th, thinking that he had the world in his pocket. He had the blue eyes and the... In his eye, in his head, and the white dragon in his heart. <laughs> I was about to say, did he mistakenly steal Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Because that would be a he, shitty thing to go was, down for. Full disclosure, he was not good at Magic Gather. I see. <laughs> couldn't couldn't beat the Tri-State Champion. Now we do have an a uh, an account of the Madison County Sheriff who happened to be walking into the store. Whenever he saw some mischief afoot, possibly. All right, do we have that audio? Yeah, we have audio here from 
who exactly is this, Ryan? I'm having trouble. Um, the recording here says uh, Police Chief Anderson. No first name. Oh, no first name Anderson. Perfect. Let's yeah, just just Anderson. Let's let's play. Let's find out what Anderson saw and what he did that day. Well, uh, you know, I'm not used to this kind of thing. You know, I'm from the I'm from New York, so I'm usually taken down. You know murderers rapists you know stuff like that but uh you know this is a small town and you know they don't really get a lot of activity so they put me on this case and uh you know the kid that stole some cards from the store so he i i guess guess i got usually would have let him go for something like that but you know that's how it goes around here seemed like a sweet kid he was not a sweet kid. But he didn't know that, though. He didn't know that. No one knows that. He comes from New York, where everyone's a sweet kid. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> the opposite of the truth. <laughs> His, this police chief's idea of what a sweet kid is, <laughs> are, is like so, like, everyone's a fucking asshole in New York. <laughs> so as long as you're not like, I'm walking here, like, you're a sweet kid. <laughs> I've never been to New York. I have no idea. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. They all in New say York. I'm walking. It's, it's just a sea of I'm walking here. Just, just a slow rumble of I'm walking here. Yeah, just everyone's mumbling under their breath. I'm walking here. Uh, based on reports that we got, uh, Police Chief Anderson caught Dave McWilliams whenever he pulled the pack from his cargo short pockets, which he's wearing cargo shorts in October in Wisconsin. Hella sus. That's right. And he pulled out a pack of cards and opened it up and then pulled out a card. It was an Alakazam. How did a that A holographic Alakazam card from a pack of Pokemon cards, which he was sure to win the Magic Gathering tournament and beat the boy wizard. I am so lost right now. <laughs> Why is it, uh, you know, good for you. You got that. I've never owned that an is Alakazam. A hard to get card. That's a very hard to get card. It's a good card. Not going to help you in a magic tournament. Like, I think what he's thinking is like he's going to have his subpar, you know, um, uh, Arrock trample deck for the Matches Gathering game. He's going to be getting beat down, right? Yeah. The, the Steven deck is destroying him by the boy wizard. Steven the boy wizard. Yes. <laughs> um,. Then out of nowhere, he's going to pull that Alakazam card and just bamboozle the boy wizard. So is he thinking that the boy wizard is not going to notice that this isn't a magic card? Because I think just by nature of him being the tri-state champion, he should be able to recognize (laughs) a magic card versus anything else. But see, whatever. Let's take into account what we have here. We have a goth kid in Wisconsin who did one-boy shows, plays the theremin, wears cargo shorts in October in Wisconsin, and is trying to use an Alakazam and a Dark Magician at a Magic the Gathering tournament. Okay, I'm going to ask you something that could be considered controversial, so you can cut this out of the episode if you want. Yeah. Is he retarded? Or at least on the spectrum in some capacity. He is quite the retard. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a very special sweet boy. He you know. is 
Oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> Some say if you get quiet <laughs> on a night in hell, you can hear him barking. <laughs> he um he is on the spectrum, um on a far far. He is the spectrum. Oh, he's the benchmark. Wow, I uh. That, that's that's a hell of a responsibility. He is the spectrum. So with this in mind, um, Police Chief Anderson tackled the boy <laughs> and levied several shots into this young man's neck. You know, uh, usually in this kind of case, when you see someone hiding something, I'm expecting drugs. I'm expecting, you know, a weapon. So after I fired the shots and uh, he went down and I looked, I looked at what he had, and it was just cards. It was just cards. It was just cards. It was just cards, apparently, according to Police Chief Anderson. Um, but, you know that's a sad story. You know, I've, you know, I've been pulled over before, right. and you know, in the fear of being pulled over, you know, I was shaking, you know, a little on edge, and the cop was asking me, like, "Are you on pills?" No, are you sure yeah. you're not on pill? Because he's expect he he's expecting the the payoff. Yeah. Like he's expecting that. Oh wait, I am on pills. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Well, you know, he was a he was a good kid. We ended up uh, being able to take care of him a little bit after the uh, shooting in his in his in his neck. We you know we put some peroxide on it, and uh, we were able to get him back up to health, but. When you steal from my store, you're going down," said Melissa McWilliams, who was the proprietor of the store. Who was the owner of the store and David McWilliams' mother? What a twist! So he stole from his own family. He stole from his family, from his mom, from the woman who nurtured him within her womb and pushed that baby boy out. Wait, so maybe. Maybe he doesn't see it as, maybe he is a sweet boy because maybe he doesn't see it as stealing. Maybe it's like my family owns this yeah. already. So I'm just going to, maybe he meant to bring it back. May, I don't, I'm not in his head. I we don't know. Can't know for sure what is in his head. Well, the shots have been fired. So the damage is done. Correct. To Officer Anderson and to his mother, David McWilliams was a criminal. Well, yeah. By the letter of the law, he is technically a criminal. Ms. McWilliams uh, decided to press full charges on her son. Whoa, whoa, wait. What? Ms. McWilliams decided to press full charges upon her son. Man, that's tough love right there. And even called upon Officer Anderson to make a statement at the trial. You know, uh, I, you don't see this a lot. You don't... Uh, the mother pressing charges against her own son. Usually there's some violence involved. Uh, you know, maybe someone died or, or, or something. But, uh, you know, I guess she wants to teach him a lesson. So we say, okay, let's, let's prosecute the son of a bitch. Now, uh, Officer Anderson, uh, we appreciate you coming in and doing this. Um, let me get a little bit, I don't know you very well, despite you, you know, being a high-ranking officer here. It's my understanding that you were quite the officer, uh, back in New York. What, uh, what happened with that? Yeah, New York, uh, you know, I was on the force there, uh, you know, 
Blue Lives Matter. I, uh, you know, I just, they, they wanted to transfer me. You know, I really don't want to get into that. You know, it's a, I've put that behind me. So, uh, I'm here now. We're talking about the kid. So we could stay on subject. That'd be nice. I don't know you. You don't know me. Let's keep it that way. Well, that's the point, Mr. Uh, Officer Anderson. I apologize. I thank should, thank I you. you. Thank you. Uh, but I'm talking here. <laughs> All right. I don't appreciate this New York sass. This, you have to understand, this is not... Uh, what, the, what the fuck you talking about New York sass? Okay, well, see. You're sitting over on the other side of the table. You come over here and say it to my face. We're talking. We are talking here. I... Listen to me, buddy. All right, yo. You're the cop. I'm the judge. And unless you want nine plugs in your neck like that boy, you're gonna address me as a judge. What well, is how they do things around here? Okay, I'll, I don't know I'll, how I'll they do you. things in your shithole, New York. But here we have honor. We have justice. We have a little boy going to prison that you shot. And I'll tell you this. The second, the moment that I see you on the other side of this court, I will lay down my dark magician <laughs> and feast him upon you. Yeah, whatever, Chrome Dome. Let's get this over with so I can get out of here. Judge Chrome Dome <laughs> did find... <laughs> did find David McWilliams... The one boy show, the autistic wonder, <laughs> guilty. Could have seen that coming. Of all charges. Now, typically, uh, these charges, uh, shoplifting, only a misdemeanor. Uh, less than a year in jail. Not even prison, jail. Yeah. Um, however, they did find several leaves of weed upon his pocket. Hold on. Now, you're stepping into another world that I know a lot about. I have never heard leaves of weed ever in my life. I'm reading from Judge's Chrome Dome statement. Okay. He uh, addresses it as leaves of weed. That's interesting. I'd love to see what a leaf of weed... I mean, I, I know like like a hemp leaf or something like that, but that's not what you're smoking. Like, ain't no leaves in the butt. Never mind. I mean, what... We don't have photographic evidence. In fact, a certain sect of people online don't believe that David McWilliams was the type of boy to smoke weed or even knew how to address someone to to procure weed. Yeah, I um, on, on top of him being being the spectrum and uh, you know being an outcast as he is, just my picture of a goth kid is not like I know one goth girl that smokes this shit out of weed. Yeah, but. Other than that, like, goth people don't really fuck with weed like that. Like, it may be, like, coke or, you know, other hard drugs, but weed's more of a... Yeah. That's another culture entirely. Goths are known for being, like, chilled out. Goths? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. They're not. No, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, okay, you. okay. Yeah, yeah I'll make sure that, that we're on the, on the same page about this. Like, goth people are really really strung out on like how people perceive them yeah they're pretty wound up like again not trying to 
offend any goth kids. I've been there. But, you know, now I'm 30, so... It should be noted that the interviews that we did with Melissa McWilliams, David's mother, store owner, took place in Miss McWilliams' living room, which was adorned with tapestries, fish posters, and five different incenses burning. Whoa. I wonder who put all that shit there. More so than that, us as investigative journalists have to wonder who put that shit in David's pocket. That's interesting. Okay. Ooh. The tale is weaving. Ooh. I have a theory. Okay. Okay. So. Theorize me, Captain. She was so hurt by the betrayal the the audacity of her son to steal from his own family that she didn't think the punishment he would get for mere theft was enough. Shoplifting even, not even breaking and entering or what just shoplifting. Right. Maybe probation, maybe, you know Maybe some community a, service. They are two in jail. She didn't want that. No. She wanted him to go down for something worse. It's real big bad news for Daniel. Oh, is that is this confirmed? Because my theory is that she planted it. It is also my theory. This has not been confirmed. Oh, okay. So these are all theories. In the eyes of Judge Chrome Dome and Officer Anderson, the weed was on David, and the weed is David. You know, uh, he didn't seem like the type of kid that would be messing with, with drugs, but, uh, you know... Uh, the the facts are the facts. The 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 leaves of weed were were in his pocket. So I, you know, what other choice do I have? He's got to go down for that. The choice is clear. The boy had the leaves of weed in his pocket. What more can we say? As a community, as a town, as a as a as a nation of people, but that we find this unacceptable. Deplorable and indecent. I hate this boy for having weed. I hate this world for making weed. Man, every time I hear the recordings we have of that judge, this man takes his job way too seriously. I get he's a judge. I understand that's a very serious job. But God damn it, dude. Dude, he was... Head of his class at judge school. He could use some leaves of weed. See, I, do, I think if he even touched a leaf of weed, it would just be shotgun city for him. No, would he just like fade away like uh, uh, like what Thanos did? So those <laughs> motherfuckers. You don't feel so good. Dave McWilliams convicted on one count of minor shoplifting. Six months in jail. Six months? Six months in jail. For shoplifting? For shoplifting. That's not with the weed charge? Dave McWilliams, charged with, charged with possession of marijuana. Life in prison. Oh, okay. All right, pause. Okay, Just okay. pause everything. I'm reading the documentation. I, I know that, what but... What we have. You... All right, I don't mean to dig into your personal life or anything, but you've gone down for shoplifting before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've, like, you, you had an empire. Like, you, you did this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was too much. 
You didn't go down for six months. No. I uh, did community service with some very nice people. Um, and Omega's friends drank a ton of free Gatorade. Um, well, they got to keep you hydrated. Yeah, they got to keep you hydrated. They, they got to legally it, have they, to keep you hydrated. They got to keep it in you. <laughs> <laughs> while the, yeah, they got to keep it in you. While the system's fucking you, they yeah. got to keep it in you. Got to make sure that hole's real wet and hydrated. Oh, wow. It Well, moving away from that. At the same time, look at it this way. I was not an albatross of the community. I wasn't an outlier. Oh, wait. So the, the, the tale being woven is even greater now. Do you think, do you think this child was a child? Do you think this man? He was tried as an adult. Do you think he was railroaded? Do you think, did he even have a defense attorney? He was, Officer Chrome Dome suggested that he represent Ju- himself. Judge Chrome Dome. That's all, no, his brother, Officer. Really? Yeah, his There's brother, two Chrome Officer. It's a big, It's a big Wisconsin family, dude. The Chrome Domes run everything. Wow. In fact, we did an interview with Judge Chrome Dome. And off the record, we really should not be playing this. But we did get some words from him. Now, let's hear it. That boy is a menace. I've seen him out in the streets with his trippy pants and his goddamn dice on his side. And I hate it. Let me tell you that right now. I hate it. And I hate him. He was bringing a wave of Satan into this land and I could not bear it there's like I could not bear seeing my boy Jesus on the cross I will send that boy away not for the cards the the little scraps of paper that he stole not even for the weed which I hate and I hate all the music that came from it but I will not I repeat I will not allow my town to be corrupted by this virus known as the cure. Now, <laughs> that last part got me. He's still listening to the cure. That part but, got David too. I, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning what he did. You know, he's no saint, obviously, but I feel like this is, this is the quintessential or the obligatory true crime podcast case. Where the system, the very system, is the true villain here. Because listen to, listen to the conviction in Chrome Dome's voice. He, it's not even about the crime to him. It's just about who this kid is exactly. as a person. Exactly. Any one of us could be David, David McWilliams in the wrong town in the wrong day. Any I'm, one of us could be an autistic kid in cargo shorts. I'm pissed. Just wanting to beat that boy wizard. We each have our boy wizard in this world. We have things we want to conquer. We have obstacles we want to overcome. We each have a piece of him in us. We do. I mean, I've been there. I've been, I've been the kid. You know, I don't know. Did I tell the story? The 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 one about me being in the instrument room? No. In the gut. So. Yo. All right. So here here's my my uh, McWilliams moment right here. <laughs> 
So hashtag Meg Williams moment. Yeah, this is this is my uh, hashtag Wednesday motivation or whatever the fuck. Uh, so there was a time when I was in high school. I was uh, like I said before, I was in band when I was in high school, and uh, our band room had uh, another room uh, attached to it called instrument room. It was just like a little closed off room with lockers in it, and you could store your instruments and yeah. stuff in there. Hence instrument room. <laughs> but uh, I w- I was taking driver's ed at the time, and of course, you know, with driver's ed. When everyone else or when when the instructor has someone out in the car, everyone right. else has to audit another class. Yeah, and they gotta me get being, the fuck out. Yeah, me being a band kid, audit the band room. But during that period, the color guard was practicing in the band room. Okay. So, you know, I was just chill in the instrument room. You know, don't bother them. Set myself like I'm not going to get in their way. I just do my homework in here. One day I was doing that and... Uh, the band director comes in and is like, Hey, Ryan, can you come with me to talk to the principal? And I'm like, what? Why? And, uh, he's like, just, just kind of, we'll explain it on the way, which you never want to, like, you already know it's bad. If he can't can't just straight up tell you where you are, what's going on, (laughs) then you know something is up. So I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. So I pack my shit up and I go with him. We get to the principal's office. And I don't remember word for word the conversation, but the gist was that the color guard were suspicious that I was planning to like blow up the school. Jesus. This is, this is true. This happened. Like people are still walking the earth that were there when like whoever even accused me of that is like, you can ask her. Color guard Chrome Joe. Yeah. (laughs) The interview here. But, uh, nah. Um, the band director wanted, cause the principal wanted to talk to me by himself, but the band director wanted to come with me to vouch for me. Like, okay. Nice. To, to just have a reasonable adult voice to say, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this dude is fucking harmless. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it worked out for me, but just like, see, I, I, that's why I can relate yeah. to this dude because it's like, I, mate, I didn't actually do anything wrong, but maybe what he did was wrong, but it, it was, he's like Robin Hood. It's like justified. Like, given his life up to this point, you owe him those fucking magic cards. Right. To deal or with, Pokemon cards or whatever the fuck he actually he stole. Some, he made some mistakes there. Yeah, I mean, he's, we, Spectrum. Spectrum. He but, is, he is the Spectrum. We really, everyone's, on the spectrum, I feel like it's just a degree of where I think that you're right that we each have a little bit of Mick Williams in us. Oh, yeah. But there's always room for a whole lot of the system to get in us. See, I was lucky in that I had an advocate. Right. And the one person who David needed to advocate for him abandoned him, framed him, and fucked him. She did. Even, no, I'm guessing you're referring to his mother. Yes. But, okay. I, I am referring to his to, 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 to <laughs> his mother. Yeah, she did do that. It's a dis- that's the thing about true crime. There's not always a happy ending. You know, one of the things that I always liked about uh other true crime podcasts is like, no, there's not a happy ending because there's really not an ending at all. Like what what happens at the end is a call to action because they're like. They tell you the story and they tell you that this person is in jail and it's like in the end they're in jail still. What we need now is your help. <laughs> what we need now is is a crowdfunded like 
like initiative yes to get this man free so what i want to know from you now bill is mcwilliam still in jail no Ooh, he's not where david, is he david mcwilliams was in jail he was in jail for a good while while in jail obviously the pokemon cards the Magic the Gathering cards, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, they weren't there with him. The only thing there to take his attention away from the dread and the overwhelming nightmare that was jail were those weights, Ryan. Oh, no. Did he get ripped? He got super fucking ripped, oh, dude. Oh, shit. He got super fucking ripped. Out there working, working out in Just, the hot, hot sun. Real quick... What? What is more terrifying than a ripped, angry, autistic dude? <laughs> like, I can't picture anything I'd rather not run into. David McWilliams worked out almost every day for all hours of the day until he was forced and corralled back into his cell. And those were some hot summers out there. The sun beaten down, tanned his skin the point of darkness David McWilliams tore his way bit his way and clawed his way out of that prison just like we're going to get out of hell Ryan he got out and was promptly arrested again oh I was going to say like is, is he among us no he was arrested and as a result of that has had his picture plastered all over social media outlets oh no for one thing and one thing only. People don't care about his story. People don't care about where he came from. People care about one goddamn thing about him. His neck. That's the dude? That's the dude. Yo, I've been wondering what that dude got arrested for. <laughs> I've been, Look, all right. So for those, for the uninitiated, there's been a dude being posted around social media. It's a mugshot of him. He's kind of smirking. It's a funny mugshot. Yep. On top of it just being a normal funny mugshot, dude has the most like monumental neck yeah. I've ever it seen is. in my life. And it it's is. even like accentuated with tattoos and shit. It is like Brock Lesnar got a neck transplant. Yeah. Like uh, on his uh, on his neck. It's it's fucking crazy. And like like Bill was saying, no one cares yeah. with this. I feel like I was the only one that was wondering. All that happened online was people falling all over themselves yeah. to make neck puns. Please, let me hear some more neck jokes. Oh, my God. Give me more neck jokes. Yes. Like, what do you get arrested for? Necklace endangerment, da 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 whatever. You know how that goes. But, I don't know. Like, it always hurt me on the inside because I'm like, no, seriously, what happened? Yeah. Like, what's the story here? And I'm so glad that within this past hour, you have unwoven the tale. See, Dave McWilliams, like we said, got his way out of jail. And upon finding his new physique and his new look, his new extreme tan started making his way to Hogwarts. Oh. Which he was not aware did not exist. I was about to say, where it at though? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was driving aimlessly and rather wildly on his way to Hogwarts with his new physique to become the very thing he needed. The boy wizard still on his mind. He needed to be 
the Dark Magician. So he wasn't concerned about uh, your petty card game anymore. He's like, I'm trying to live this real magic life. Yes. Because I read a book once and I know it's there. <laughs> he knew. I that, read the text. He knew that the only way to beat the boy wizard was to become the, the dark magician himself. Damn. It was at that point that he was pulled over for driving recklessly, for driving while intoxicated on his own ego and faith. Yeah, he was high off life, dude. And for being. An escape prisoner, convicted of leaves of weed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's the you, there's the leaves, but uh, you know, I wish I could say this had a happy ending. I wish I could say that uh, Mick Williams is among us now, and you know, like you, if if, you, if you're lucky, you might run into him, but don't tell nobody. Yeah, and, but well, the I, system wins again. I. I believe that I misled you with your initial question of is David McWilliams still in jail? Well, you it was the 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 suspense. You were you were telling a story. David McWilliams is in jail. He's sharing the very cell of his body with the, the dark magician. And he does need our help. He does need the listeners' help. He does need the listeners to give us their or their parents' credit card number the three numbers on the back, and the expiration month and year. So that we can help him. Yeah, let's put some money on on Mr. McWilliams' his, uh, his, his whatever you call it. Give him, give him some prison money. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, oh, man, what is it? Yeah, it's called something. It starts with a C. Commissary. Commissary, there we go. Money on the books. <laughs> money in the bank. I got money in the, never mind, we're not <laughs> trying to get okay, content content cop content but uh, yeah i mean do whatever you can yeah you know this is this this will be our call to action right you know send us those credit card numbers your parents credit card numbers even your grandma's they're not even going to notice they don't know how much money they, they have furthermore they don't need it they're done with their life david mcwilliams is still tr- has been robbed of his he's been robbed by his mother he's been robbed by the state he's been robbed by the boy wizard and you know what you should be hearing this around Thanksgiving. You should. It should. It'll be after Thanksgiving, but you know, you're you're still probably around your family. Yeah. You have access to their belongings, their pocketbooks, their credit cards. So you, this is this is would not be that hard for no. you to do. And if you have any qualms about it, if you feel that sting of morality in your heart, no. <laughs> Listen to me. Think about David McWilliams. Think about his story. Think about who led him down this path into hell. His mother. Would your mother do that to you? Would your brother do that to you? Are you asking me? No, this is a question. This is a question to get them to send us the was, credit card stuff. I was about to say, you met my mom, Bill. You know that to not be true. <laughs> my mom's an angel. <laughs> yeah, she's my mom too. She's a nice lady. Uh, but think about the family that led David McWilliams to the trepidatious cliffs of Dover and pushed him off. I'm mad. I'm this, mad this, too. this story ended in anger. I was expecting like an uplifting. Well, all right. Here's some uplifting stuff. Thanks to. 
the experience that Officer Anderson got with David. And like we heard in the interviews, there was kind of a soft spot he had for David. He took up the helm as the resident Magic the Gathering player of Madison County. He went to the Tri-State competition and he beat the boy wizard to death. He he (laughs) murdered that boy. Oh, God. I hope we have a recording of that. Do we have a recording of that? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Hold on. Let's hit that recording. You know, uh, I I tried to get into the the whole magic thing, you know, just uh, in honor of uh, Mr. McWilliams. But, uh, you know, that's not that, that ain't my realm, you know. You know, my realm is, is shooting motherfuckers. You know, I, I, I hurt people. So that's, that's what I did. And every time I hit him in his face, I said, this is for David. <laughs> Don't say who's David. You know exactly who David is. So then he wasn't dying, so I shot him. And you know, uh, you know, I got the case coming up, but you know, we usually get off for things like this. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> Maybe I might get suspended or something, but you know it's it, it, it happens, man. You got, you got to do what you got to do. This is the one case of police brutality that I wholly agree with. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he didn't do it, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that. No, say it. No. What are you not going to say? No. I will be betraying my own people if I. I got the mic covered. What are you going to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> This is the one time I'm going to censor myself on this show. All right, fair enough. Uh, as, as, as well as uh, A-OK. So, justice averted, not delivered, at least not fully. Oh, street, dress, street justice got handled. It is worth mentioning that Judge Chrome Dome still in power. And we may be talking about Judge Chrome Dome some other time. But for today, Dave McWilliams, the one boy show, the dark magician, still lies in his cell thinking about that Alakazam card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it wouldn't have helped. It's not a magic card. To him, it was the Trump card. Wow. To, To him, that was... That was the 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 BFG. He was just gonna put that card down, and like the force of it was just gonna blow <laughs> all the other cards off the table. It's a psychic card, dude. Like that's what it does. Wow. I mean, it, yeah, we'll. No, I mean, misguided. Yes. Effective. We'll never know. They could have did it. We don't know. We'll never know. But I mean, there'll be music over it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's gonna be but, music. Whatever. You think that's this will please? The, the the overlords of Mr. Audible, do you think do you think we successfully pulled off a true crime podcast episode? I feel like we did our darndest. Um I don't know whether or not we're successful or not. I don't know what that means, to be honest. But I do know that whether we're successful or not, I don't think he's letting us out of here. By his own accord. Fuck. Well, we gotta we gotta think of a plan, Ryan. We need to get our own Alakazam card. That's true. To play. 
we mm, maybe we don't need to discuss this on record. No, but uh, I think it's wise. Yeah, we need to. We'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. We'll put music over us discussing. Yes. All right. <laughs> 